Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Yo, people be getting laid off. Shirt so nice, I wore it twice. That is a nice shirt you have on today, John. I bet it made the front of your closet. I mean, the back. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, you must have dropped off a bunch of clothes at your mom's house. And <laughs> no, you, I'm, and I your, still, your mom, your mom still, must have had a, nope, a nice long I weekend. I felt bad for, you know, my mom assisting me in keeping my clothes ironed. So I decided to just start recycling now, three you, or four. You haven't worn that shirt, but like once or twice. I know, but now it's in the new rotation. So okay. you're going to see this probably to like episode 250. Okay. Making it back. Where are we right now? Episode We're at what? 230, mid-230s right now. Yeah. You know a good place people can see all these episodes? Yeah, tloponline.com. TheLoneOfficerPodcast.com online has every, every episode yeah. we've ever done as well as additional content, yeah. trackers, forms, links to products and programs and guidelines and marketing ideas. Yeah. And if you're ever curious about um, needing help with career placement, are you ever curious about whether or not you're a great fit for loan officer coaching? Yeah. Yeah. TheLoanOfficerPodcast.com or TLOPOnline.com is our website. It's the best resource. It's all there. I think eventually, if things go well and you and Dennis get your shit together, I want you all to have a link yeah. to Mastermind 2022. Okay. Stephen Marshall's event out in Vegas. We yeah. talked about it before. We're going to be there. Yep. We're going to be there. It is September 21st and 22nd. Mm -hmm. Come hang out with us. Come Please. learn with us. Come network with us. In person. In person. Roll some dice with us. Yes. Just don't split kings if we are on the blackjack table. Yes. Let me know. If you, you're the type of person going to split kings, give me a heads up. I tried to split fours yesterday at the casino and the, bar, the lady looked at me crazy. That's interesting, John. I don't know what, what particular cheat sheet you were looking at or what they were showing. Maybe maybe they were showing a six. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I didn't do it, though. Okay. You got the look. Yeah. You got, I got the, the look. look. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, we're going to be out there. The website's, you know, up and running. Yeah. Uh, we're on every social media yeah, platform. Don't even worry. Just go to the about. website. Just go to the website. Y'all y'all should be following us. You should be liking us, sharing us, giving us a five-star review, unless that is we didn't earn it, at which point I would never ask you to do something that was disingenuous to who you are as a person. Right. That might get you caught up in the system, might get you fired, might get you laid off. Let's try not to get laid off. Let's try not to get fired. But if you do get fired and do get laid off, let's figure out why, how, and how not to make it happen again. Okay. Yeah. I love the prop today. Did you purposefully? Yeah. You, you selected yeah, that. Because, you know, heads are on the chopping block usually when there's layoffs. So I thought it so eloquently to put this. What is this, Dustin? Why don't you enlighten the folks as to what the hell this cow head? It's a calf. Practice? It's a calf head. It's a plastic calf head. To practice what, Dustin? To practice roping. Yeah. La you you put that on a hay bale. Mm. So you put that on a hay bale and it sits sit stationary. Then I can sit in my backyard with, with my rope and I can throw my rope. And I can practice overhand and underhand. Have you been practicing, Dustin? I typically practice Have in the you? office. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't Have practice at home. Jackson, did you do your homework? Dad. No, but um, our processing manager, Shirley, she has the most adorable son, and he was in the office. This was, like, probably a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And I was so trying to convince him to, like, run around the office and let me rope him. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm sure mom would have Surely every minute probably would not have liked She would have whooped my rear end. There you go. But it was cute. He's a cute kid, and I like to, you know. Shout out Shirley's kid. Yeah, I used to have cute kids. This is how, this is, is how, this is how close we are going to get to having her on the show, is just mentioning her like this. I wish we could have her on the show. That would be you an wanted, epic episode. You want to talk about an awesome career or someone who didn't get fired? Yeah. She started as a loan officer assistant. Today she's a regional processing manager who helps who helps manage 
20 processors throughout an entire region. Yeah, she definitely didn't get fired, and now she has a corner office <coughs> with a view. Corner office window with a view. And, hey, can you tell me now Bill Belichick has a coaching tree? Do, yeah, does he? Yeah, he does. I, yeah, Nick Saban has a coaching tree. Okay. These are coaches who coach oh, under yeah, them, yeah, and yeah, then they yeah, go yeah, on yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah, 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 there's a certain lineage oh, is that, that, I see that where our going friend Shirley I comes see, from, I see John. This, yes, the apple does not fall far from this Bruce tree. Yeah, do you know who gave Shirley her first opportunity in the mortgage industry? I'm going to go out there on a limb and say Cindy Velez. Just no. kidding. Was, you know what? Technically, it was Cindy Velez, because had Cindy not given you your opportunity, you wouldn't have given Shirley hers. Look at you go. Okay. Yep. But she was my loan <laughs> officer assistant like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Still today, one of my favorite uh, co-workers yeah. and one of my favorite stories to tell. Yeah. She worked not to get fired, actually to get promoted year over year. Yes. So let's talk about getting fired, getting let go, the great purge, the bloodbath. Is that really what's going on right yes, now? Yes, that's what's going on right now. It's it's not new. It happens Cyclical? Cyclical. Every year, like every other year. Like it every depends. Like, okay. Last time we saw this was 2018. Before that, we saw it in 2014. Mm. Before that, we lived through 2009, 10, 11, and 12. Right. right? So, like, it's like anything in life. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Make lemonade. This is going to be a great opportunity for people to look themselves in the mirror and say, why me? Why me? Was it something I did? Maybe it wasn't. Did I choose the wrong company? Maybe you did. Did I choose the wrong business model? Maybe you did. Did I know any better? No, I didn't. Did you learn something? I'm sure you did. Mm -hmm. Right? This is what we need to be doing. Um, I wrote down two dates and I wrote down um, someone that I think you all should follow. Okay. I, I talk a lot about the people who have influenced me in my career. I've had many of them on the show at this point, whether mm -hmm. it's Renee Rodriguez, whether it's Cindy Velez, mm -hmm. whether it was Barry Habib, whether it was Dave Savage. Um, I don't have really talked a whole lot about Brian Stevens. I've talked about Dave Stevens. Yeah. Dave Stevens is like who I look up to as a mortgage professional. The career that Dave had mm -hmm. that ended with, with being appointed, actually ended with him being the CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association. But before that, he was the um, FHA commissioner. Mm. Right, It's an appointed position. President Obama appointed Dave Stevens to that position. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Brian Stevens, no relation to Dave, was a loan officer out in California years and years ago. After the financial collapse, he and a buddy of his, or maybe a business partner of his, Frank Garay, started this thing called Think Big, Work Small. It was later renamed to the National Real Estate Post. So they were the first guys that I saw doing a national vlog, a video blog of roughly five minutes that was talking about the comings and goings of our industry. Now, normally, what were they doing? They were taking the same news articles that you find in Housing Wire mm -hmm. or Bloomberg or Barron's or Wall Street Journal, reading them because maybe they subscribed and other people weren't paying the money to subscribe, yeah. and then giving us the Cliff Notes version of what was going on. And they were adding a humorous element to it, sometimes a little bit of, of satire and sometimes um, some editorial mm -hmm. content along the way. And like anything, it was instrumental in my early career and still someone that I follow. Now, full disclosure, I don't listen every single day. And a lot of times I tune in it, because it's a daily, I know from creating content with you that creating content twice a week, <laughs> yeah. like you, a, you run out of stuff to talk about, yeah, yeah, right. right? But like what I do like is from time to time they hit a freaking home run still. And Brian, and I don't know if Brian and Frank are still doing it together or not. Um, it seems to be mostly Brian these days. But nonetheless, a shout out to, to Brian Stevens and shout out to Frank Gray and shout out to 
the National Real Estate Post. It is free. You can follow them on Facebook. You can um, subscribe and get an email like I do every single day into your inbox, just like I do Rob Chrisman. His is a written daily email blog. This one is a video daily blog. And um, on May 18th, Brian just absolutely hit a home run. And then he hit another home run on May 26th. Okay. So I'm going to share both those dates because you all should, when you're done listening to this. Go back and listen. Go back and listen to those. Uh, the May 18th is Brian by himself. I think it's titled something about the mortgage St. Helens or Mount St. Helens. Mm. But he's basically talking about how there are too many people in the mortgage industry to feed. And we need to be purged by roughly 33%. Mm. He also gave some really good insights about a group of people leaving one particular popular mortgage company for another particular pop popular mortgage company, and he didn't quite understand why. Red Rover. Because it seemed like, yeah, <laughs> it, it seemed like a bit of a lateral move, and what were they really gaining mm -hmm. by, by by making these moves? And were they for the right reasons, or is the right reason to kind of uh, dig a trench and uh, jump in it and shelter yourself and get mm -hmm. ready to fight? You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, are you running from the fight? By, by moving or, or are you are you hunkering down and preparing for a fight by staying? Right. So then he, on May 26th, he interviewed Dave Stevens. Mm -hmm. Like Dave Stevens, that dude's a thought leader in the mortgage industry, 30 plus year veteran. The dude was once the CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association. Like he's been the president of real estate companies, the president of mortgage companies. And he started, like I did, as a loan officer. He just started his career a few decades before I started my career, but someone that I look up to, and I'd be grateful if my career followed some kind of a pattern that, that his did. Mm -hmm. And Dave spends like 18 or 25 minutes with Brian, which by the way, Dave, um, I want to have Dave on the show. Okay. Uh, Dave lives up in Virginia. Um, so I need to kind of plan when we're going to be in the same market as, as Dave. I'm going to throw it out there. Dave Stevens, don't know if you're going to be in Orlando next month for the uh, Florida Mortgage Bankers Association event. If you are, maybe you and I can sit down and we can do a show together. Nice. Um, because Dave is just a, a, a great dude, just all around great dude and a heck of a mortgage professional. So what they're talking about, both on Brian's independent show on the 18th or his interview with Dave Stevens on the 26th, and this is the National Real Estate Post, is kind of what's going on in our market, the big perch. So I understand because I'm going to have a call with a listener who's just laid off. He was like, hey, I work for XYZ Mortgage Company, and I don't know if you heard, but we're going through massive layoffs. And my response with a wink and a nod is, yeah, all the cool kids are doing it. Or are they? Are the cool kids doing it? And why are people being laid off? Well, you first, you have to start with, well, why, why were you hired and what were you asked to do? Ooh. Well, if I was hired to originate loans, let me ask you this. Were you the person whose full, full focus was to generate the lead or were you working the leads that were coming in the door? What do you think the answer is in most of these cases? Working the the, far, the first one you Working said. the lead. Yeah. And what have we taught our listeners over the past 200 plus episodes? He who controls the leads controls the money, Dustin. Correct. He or she who controls the leads controls the cash. All right. So maybe this is just a great learning opportunity. Um, and then were you focused on the refi business or the purchase business? So when you went to work for that company... What was the purchase to refi mix of what you were doing? Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you were newer in your career, so you didn't know any different. Now you do. If I'm going to go interview with a company, I want to ask them, do you provide leads or do I self-generate my leads? Because if I self-generate my leads, it's going to be a way harder opportunity, mm -hmm. but one that no one will ever be able to fire me from 
or lay me off of if I'm good at what I do. If I'm good at bringing leads in the door, I will forever have job security. Facts. If I rely on someone else to provide the lead for me, mm. I am going to be subject to how good they are at lead generating. Then I have to ask myself, well, are you all purchase focused or refi focused? Because even in a market like we saw in 2020 and 2021, 50% of that company's business should have been purchased. If it wasn't 50%, then you were missing the mark. I coached loan officers and branch managers and area managers that their regions or their branches or their books of business should have been 60-40. I wanted 60% purchase. I wanted 40% refi. Now, if you didn't have enough refis, I felt like you were leaving a lot of um, meat on the bone. Meat on the bone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should have been trying a little bit harder because right. that was money that you weren't taking advantage of. Because when years like 2020 and 2021 happen, it's a feeding frenzy. Square. You need to ask yourself, are you going to go out and capitalize so that you can make as much money, save as much money, tithe more than you ever have, give back to the less fortunate more than you ever have, fund your, your children's college fund all in one year mm-hmm. or are you going to coast and be like oh isn't this easy this is a cakewalk yeah because what happens when you coast now you show up to a year like 2022 you ain't got no leads you ain't got no business and if you're not being fired you're quitting on your own because you ain't making no money right and it's like well, that was your own doing no i know i got bamboozled someone lied to me I, I i was working hard and they just let me go i couldn't see this coming from 10 miles away There are many experienced loan officers who had a great career ahead of themselves, who sat back in 2020 and 2021, who did not capitalize on everything the market was giving them and did a bunch of easy business without having to work hard to make the phone ring, closed the business, made the money they had to make to pay the bills they had. And now all of a sudden they turn around and they haven't worked for two years. Now they worked, you know, filling those orders that were just being stacked (laughs) up on their desk, but they don't have any referral sources. They lost contact with, with, with all the people that they used to rely on. Now, all of a sudden, when they go out to the marketplace and they start to reconnect, those realtors have found other lenders. Yeah. Or worse, every other loan officer or lender that was in their same boat mm-hmm. is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same exact thing. So I understand that it totally sucks that people are being laid off, that people are being fired. Unfortunately, the industry needs this. We need the purging. Maybe some people's going to force them into retirement. Awesome. Good for them. Retirement's a fantastic thing that should be celebrated. Word. Other people to remind them that, hey, you, you gave it your best effort, but this time your effort wasn't good enough. This industry is just not for you. Yeah. But my hope is other people, they, they, they learned something. Maybe you picked up a tangible skill set. Maybe you understand now how to take a 1003, how to calculate income, mm-hmm. how to read a credit report. You know what AUS is. You know how to operate in Compass. So now you have to ask yourself, where are you in your career? Because if you never, ever, ever want to feel this way again, you have to take your destiny into your own hands and you must go out and you need to make the phone ring and you need to, to sell yourself and your experience and your availability and the value you bring to your community so that your community looks at you as an expert, refers you when they know if someone needs a home loan. And hopefully 70, 80, 90% of the home loans that you're doing are for people who are looking to purchase a home because people will buy homes with a rate of 3% or 13% because they're going to get married, they're going to get divorced, they're going to have kids, they're going to retire, they're going to downsize, they're going to upsize, they're going to want that beach condo or that lake house, they're going to want to pick up their first investment property, right? Like life is going to happen. People will be buying homes. People only refinance 
when the market allows them to. Mm-hmm. And the market, we can't predict. So I feel for the people who are being laid off, right? Especially the operation staff, especially the sales support staff, because they were never hired into a role that would require them to be the person who goes out mm-hmm. and brings business in the door. But I do want to encourage you to do this. And I'm going back to like episode three, I think was with uh, Louis Velsant. Yeah, shout right? out Louis. Like he taught us about being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is somebody who has an entrepreneurial spirit but works inside of a larger organization. Mm-hmm. And Louis taught us to ask ourselves, what value do I bring to my to my employer? Mm-hmm. This this trans, trans, transcends trans- just the mortgages. Yes, across the board. You have to ask yourself, is the work I'm putting in, is this my ninth year of doing first year work? Or is this my ninth year working for an organization where every year I look to improve and bring even more value than I did the year prior? Right? In any organization that I may lead or be a part of, I will promise you this, we do not give 10-year raises. There is no, hey, John, great job, buddy. You've been here for four years now. Let's give you another raise. You made it. Yeah, no. It's, hey, John, you absolutely turned a corner and you are so valuable to our organization this year versus where you were just a year ago. Let me reward you for that. So when people are being laid off, there are certainly good people who get laid off where there's no, nothing else. Yeah, they just got caught it. up. They just got caught up. Yeah, but there's also people who get laid off because someone looked at you and said, well, you bring less value than your peers do. There was 20 of you. We had to let three go. So does that mean you were the bottom three in terms of the value you bring? I have a question for you. Out of the people that you had to let go in your career, how many of those individuals were ready to point the finger back at you or away from themselves rather than be like, own it and be like, yeah, does that make sense? I haven't had any really terrible, but I'm very fortunate, John. Like I help run an organization that is purchase focused, realtor, builder, past client referred. We rarely have layoffs. Now, We've had to help people find opportunities outside of our four walls, but that was usually because they maybe weren't the best fit. Or I could tell that, look, you're not happy. When you come to work, you're not happy. You shouldn't work somewhere where you're not happy. How can we find you, find, find a way to transition you into something that's going to, that's going to be more fulfilling, right? Right? Because we, we look for people who want careers, not jobs. A job is somebody who is just exchanging their time for a paycheck. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, I want to show up for eight hours. Not get fired and get paid. But the least amount of work that I can do, the better. And it's like, but okay, when we have to have layoffs, I'm going to ask you, what value do you bring to the organization? How do you help the organization either bring in more revenue or or reduce costs? Mm -hmm. How do you help take something off of your boss's boss's plate so your boss's boss can go out and do some things that are going to generate more revenue, bring in more business, market the brand or the product to a greater mass of people so that more people know what you do, know how to get a hold of you, right? What solutions are you bringing to the table, right? How many times are you actually raising your hand or sending an email saying, I noticed this was an issue, or I noticed this was causing some frustrations. Have you ever thought about X, Y, or Z? Even if nine out of 10 of your ideas are shot down or ignored, you get an A for effort. No one can ever say you didn't try. And it's that one time, that one time that, that you submitted a request and they actually did it. Man, 
Like that's a notch on the belt. Mm -hmm. That's being an entrepreneur. But I need people to understand. And and the reason why I referenced the beginning, the beginning of the show, the National Real Estate Post, and it was the May 18th, um, which is something Mount St. Helens is the title. So if for whatever reason, when you go on their YouTube channel, their Facebook page, and May 18th doesn't coincide with the topic I'm talking about, just know the title was also something Mount St. Helens. The other one was around May 26th, and that was an interview with Dave Stevens. Like, Dave does a fantastic job of articulating what is transpiring, and Brian does a really good job of hammering home some points. So Dave's is the 26th, Brian by himself is the 18th. It's a National Real Estate Post. Um, I'm trying to cover topics that maybe they didn't cover, right. but also on the same messaging platform of, hey, look, at the end of the day, one third of the mortgage space is going to be reduced. So if we have 100 of you in a room, 33 of you are gone. Damn. It is what it is. Like that's business. You work in an industry that is cyclical. You can change that. If you're a loan officer, you can change that by saying the next time I go into this industry, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become purchase focused, realtor referred, and I'm going to own my own book of business because I'm going to self generate my own leads. Or if I'm going to be a, a consumer direct loan officer, that's also known as a call center loan officer. I'm going to be like Kyle Johnson. I'm going to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the most loan apps, the most locks. I'm going to convert at the highest percentage. And I'm going to have the most fun while doing it too. And I'm going to have the most fun while, while doing it as well. Yeah. Right? Because if there's layoffs happening, there are certain people who aren't being laid off. And yes, I know nepotism is rampant and favoritism is out there. Sure, I get it. And I know that some employers are um, first in, last out. Mm -hmm. Is there... But I promise you, if you're an outlier, if you're a if you're a top ten percenter, no, they'll find a way to keep you. They're gonna find a way to keep you. Yeah. They will find a way to keep you, even if it, if it if it means. Um, and I know that from personal experience. Like one of my favorite associates, um, who she still works at Waterstone Mortgage. She's in our uh, talent acquisition department out of our home office. There was a time that she was entertaining opportunities outside of the mortgage industry. She's too valuable of an asset. As a human being, as a, as, as, as a professional, she was too talented that I legit said, stop what you're doing. Let me make some phone calls. Mm -hmm. I went out of my way. She didn't work under me, under mm -hmm. my direction, under my lead. She wasn't on my P&L, on my payroll. But, I, but I, had to, I, I had the opportunity to work with her side by side on projects. And I knew what a valuable asset she was. Found out about that made sure that that she stayed we've done it for other professionals mm -hmm. where we're like hey this department's not working out we need to maybe let go of this department because this department's not profitable but these two people i don't care where you put them right. they're stars mm -hmm. they're hard workers Fine, they have yeah. great attitude awesome aptitude they're constantly craving knowledge mm -hmm. And we, we found new roles for them. Question for you. Yeah. Let's say you're an individual and you, you do work hard. You do find ways to become an entrepreneur and you were still laid off type thing. What kind of advice do you have for that individual who, who did bust their ass, who did everything right, but still kind of got caught up in that mix? Don't stop. I'm, don't, don't stop. Like, it happens. It happens. Like, not everything is going to go the way you, you expected it. We make decisions every single day, usually educated, based on what we think is what's best, not based on what we know. This goes for people who run businesses, people who run cities, people who run states, people who run countries. We make decisions based on what we think is gonna be best. 
it's not necessarily the outcome goes the way that we predicted it to go. If you went in there and did it, it should be pretty easy for you to land another job, whether it's in the same industry or a different industry, and continue to build, continue to grow. I don't think you ever have that be like, oh, I'm done now. It didn't work out once. Yeah. I mean, one of my proudest accomplishments, John, was I quit dipping when I was 29 and nine months years old, right before I turned 30. I was a candidate tobacco user. Do you know how many times I tried to quit? A lot. Starting when I was 18 or 19 years old, for a decade, I went 21 days once without it. I went three days once. Like, I, I, I didn't stop trying to quit. I continuously tried to quit and tried to quit and tried to quit. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I quit. Am I the type of person who celebrates the fact that I quit dipping? Or am I the type of person who, who um, dwells on the fact that I failed at quitting three or four dozen times. I don't remember those failures. I remember the one success I had. I only needed the one success to get me there, right? Like not every sales call goes well, right? Not every sales call leads to a referral relationship. Not every referral turns into a loan. Not every pre-approved borrow turns into a loan. I'm gonna lose some, right? That's just, that's just a part of life. Not every decision I make. So yeah, if you went and did it, the only thing I can ask you to do is you know, if, if you were that type of an associate and they're and you're being laid off, hopefully someone in your organization will start making some phone calls on your behalf. We just hired someone that we're stoked. She's starting tomorrow. She was laid off from her prior company. Her old boss called her new sales manager hmm. and said, Hey, I just had to let go of so and so. It was the hardest decision of my life. Someone had to go and for X, Y, and Z reasons, it was her. She's a rock star. You'd be a fool not to hire her. You know how long she's laid off for? Nine days. Nine days. That's how long it took us to process her background <laughs> check and her employment right, application. Yeah. And I think she had a, uh, a, a Memorial Day like vacation she wanted <laughs> to get in. So if you are that person, I think it's a, a fair request to ask your, your previous supervisor who they know. Right? But, but I think it's also a learning opportunity. I think people should understand that this is normal. This happened in 2018. This happened in 2014. This happened all throughout 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12, right? But those, those that, that got back on their feet in 2010, they're some of the, the top producing, most influential mm-hmm. mortgage professionals in the industry today. They, hey, they survived somehow, some way, 27, or 2007, mm-hmm. 8, and 9. By 10, they found themselves back on their feet. They look back over the past decade, going on 12, 13 years, like, wow, look at this ride I've been on. Hey, you may have to survive a 2014, a 2018, and now a 2022. It's okay. But I also got all the glory of 2015, all the glory of 2013, all the glory of 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Then the question is, did you make the most of it? Did you make the most of it? Or did you settle? Right? Nothing you can do about the past, but it's everything we can do about the future. So loan officers, you start working your asses off right now doing things the quote unquote right way so that in 2023 or 2024 or 2025, when the money is just piling up and the loans are just flying in the door, it's because of the hard work you put in. And what I want to encourage you to do, don't take your foot off the gas, put your pedal to the metal and make as much money as you can in those years. So that when the next 2022 comes about, you're prepared and you're so happy that you took advantage of what the market gave because there are people who did it the right way 
They maxed out their IRA, maxed out their 401k, put a bunch of money away for a rain, rainy fund, um, you know, donated a bunch of money to their churches, totally funded their, their kids' college fund just based on what they made in 2020 and 2021. Um, but that's what I have to say about layoffs. Nice. It's happening. I mean, the only thing we can do is keep moving forward and learn from it. Right. You know, you've heard my take on it. Hopefully this offers some kind of um, optimism. Mm -hmm. Not much condolences. I'm not the warm and fuzzy type. I'm really not. Um, but I think sometimes the best place to start is the bottom. And for some people, it's rock bottom. Not advisable, but it's a good place to start. But in every episode, in every season of life, there's something to learn. So learn from it. Become better and promise yourself never again. Never again will this happen. And if it does happen, the good news is you survived it once. You survived it once so you can do it all over again. I never, ever, ever want to have to grow a mortgage branch the way that we've done over the past 10 years. Why is that? I did it once already. Um, honestly, I wouldn't want to have to take the income. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to take a huge step back. Right. But you know what's really cool? Sure. If you force me to, oh, I could do it with gusto. And I could do it in a third of the time, right? And I could do it even better right. because I've done it before. So do I want to do it? No. But if you force me to do it, hold yeah. My, yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So hopefully for those that are being laid off, use this as an opportunity to grow. Use it as an opportunity to grow. Be grateful for any, op for any opportunity that you were given. Um, and I'll end with this because this is something I'm doing for my leadership course with um, the Future Leaders Program out of the Mortgage Bankers Association. And it was like my thoughts as a leader when, when it comes to like failure or mistakes. And my belief as a leader is never, ever fail to take advantage of a good mistake. Mistakes are good things if you learn from them. Mistakes are good things if you grow from them. So never waste a good mistake. Not saying that you being laid off was a mistake, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is make sure you're not wasting that opportunity to learn and grow and become better as a person and as a professional for it. If you're being laid off, I do feel for you. It does suck. You do have bills to pay. You do have families to provide for. Mm -hmm. There is a reason for it. Find your reason, find your why, and grow from it. And if you need help looking for a new career move, Reach out to your circle. Reach out to your friends in the industry. Reach out to your old colleagues, your old managers. Right? Reach out to T-Loppers. Hmm. The reason for this T-Lop community, the reason for the website, is that we, we collectively can look out for each other. Yeah. We have this in common. Right? All, all, already we're friends based on content we like to consume or content we like to produce. We'll do what we can for you. Yeah. Yeah, you might, you know, it might just be some advice. It might be pointing in the right direction. It might mean a couple names. Um, but whatever we can do, we'll do our best to, to, to help you out. Absolutely. Awesome. I hope some people got some um, decent, I don't know what you call this, John, decent. Um, tie downs and takeaways. Tie downs, takeaways, inspiration. Yeah. It wasn't very um, educational, I don't think. And it definitely wasn't very fun. Yeah. But I think it was a topic that, that needed to be, uh, didn't need to be addressed. For sure. So we addressed it. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we want to to uh, do. We'll an address it like again this. in four more years when the next. Well, so. I, you know, I asked you that. Like, we hadn't done anything on this except for with furloughs in 2020. Literally. So we 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 addressed furloughs, 
now we're addressing layoffs. Yeah. Hopefully we're we're free for another three years. Sounds good to me. All right. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. Please take a look out for us on our next episode. <laughs> Peace. Peace.